right, we here. Y'all's Community Coalition show. What's going on, community? Yes. Uh, another up, Monday, y'all? we back. We got the full squad in the house. Ain't nobody getting flown out this week. Um, we got David <laughs> hey, We got Yin Yin. I'm gang. back. Yep. So, and if you're watching and if you're listening, ooh, I am excited. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I should have hit the record button really, y'all, like 30 minutes ago. Absolutely. And I messed up. That's my bad, y'all. But we're going to get to it. But today, we do have a very special guest. Absolutely. This is is, is a woman who I I had the pleasure of meeting a couple weeks ago. Um, We've already done some things together. I know we're probably going to talk about that. But I just to try to set this up, um, we you know the first time we talked, we talked for a while, and I know I'm not saying your name yes, yet because I'm trying did. to I'm trying to build it up, right? I'm trying to get some suspense going. Um, but this is a woman who has really dedicated to um, helping others, you know. And I say that like, and I don't like to put it in a box because I know that feeling of being in a box, but just helping people, and, and even now with men. You know, and the stuff you're doing as, as a black man, I'm like, really, you know, I really admire it. So we're going to get into it. Coach Love, Coach Erica Love, um, thank you for coming on. Now, before I butcher it, why don't you tell the people who you are? <laughs> well, thank you very much. My name is Erica Atkins. I'm affectionately known as coach love. I am a career coach. That is my professional path. And what I naturally do is help people uh, level up their careers. My specialty is healthcare. So I've helped thousands upon thousands of doctors and nurses um, find jobs and really get specific about where they want to be in their careers. That said, My passion is connecting with my community and taking those skills that I've learned as a career coach and expanding them into our lives. Because really, if you're going to be successful in your job, you need some of the exact same skills skills in your life, you know, and that is my favorite skill. My favorite skill is listening and being patient, listening, being patient. Here's one one more. You have to have a high AQ. It's quiz time. Does anybody, does anybody know what AQ is? Do me like All right, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll let you know. It's adaptability quotient. Mm. Your oh. adaptability. Yes, yes. That is honestly the one thing that um, employers are looking for. But quite frankly, that is the a, a key component in life. And right now, I think we're, we need to adapt as a culture, yeah. you know? Yeah. We need to adapt as a culture when it comes to our men and let them go beyond being a sexual conquest, have, just having sexual conquest, being a provider and being a protector. We've got to understand that men are full-fledged human beings with feelings, emotions, thoughts, and dreams yes. um, that go well beyond those three basic levels. And I think women have to allow men the space to uh, do that. But men, men, you got to reflect back at one another Absolutely. the ability and the heart to do that uh, yeah so that's what i'm about right now yeah but that's, i can go on i know but that's on. good stuff I don't mm-hmm. 
I told you, this is about you. This is about right. you. But, well, and- <laughs> I want to talk about the global positive, uh, positive masculinity uh, campaign that I um, have the pleasure of working with uh, Kenneth on. It is um, pretty amazing. There's going to be eight fantastic speakers. It's on June 18th. Um, at 12 Central Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have men, they'll, they'll speak, and then uh, it'll run into like little sections, so to speak. Uh, so to speak. So we'll have like one huddle, and then three men will speak, and then we'll have an open forum. If you register ahead of time, you'll have the opportunity to come on stage. And well, you may have the opportunity. I don't want to say everybody that registers ahead of time because it might be too many people. But the only way you're going to get the opportunity um, to uh, come on stage and ask a question directly to the panel is if you register, we'll have an opportunity to perhaps have banter. You know, if you ask a question in chat, Maybe somebody doesn't quite understand your question, but then we read your question and moved on. But it, by registering ahead of time, you get to um, ask a tough question, like the one that I heard earlier when we were backstage. David shared a really neat question, and it was, how did you feel after your very first breakup? And you said what, David? Oh, I... Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. I can hear you. So what I did was okay. I I made a joke because first, because one, I, w- I was, I knew where I was. So I knew that I was on Twitter. So I knew that I would, I instead of answering the question truthfully, I made a joke and... The funny thing is that the joke I made kind of coincided with like how I felt about it. Mm. And because like if I open I I do have trouble opening up like that because I've been burned in the past. Mm-hmm. And what I've said has been used against me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I'm not the best communicator. Or maybe it's that I don't know how to communicate certain feelings or certain things. I I think, I think it's I think, really fair. One question that I get asked a lot when it comes to talking about positive masculinity, I'll get a challenge question. And it goes like this. Well, what about toxic femininity? <laughs> and, yeah. and I always say, nobody said anything about toxic nothing but since you want to ask me that question let's talk about it this leads me to your point i think one thing that toxic femininity and toxic masculinity does is take your feelings and use them uses them as a weapon against you Mm. that is 
that's something that happens. So how do you know if you are connected with a toxic person? When they take your feelings and abuse you with them, take your emotions or past stories mm -hmm. and abuse you with them, then you know that you're in a toxic situation. Now, is that the exact same as bringing something up that's very relevant? No, that's not. For mm -hmm. instance, if you told me a story about um, how a ex-girlfriend would get mad at you when you would disappear for a day or two. And now in our relationship, you're disappearing for a day or two. Bringing up that past information is not toxic because yeah. it is a current pat. It's a pattern that I'm experiencing. But if you told me a story um, about how you felt really brokenhearted in your last relationship and you felt like um, your girlfriend was pulling away. And I said, that's why you act like a baby in a relationship anyway. You act like I got to tell you exactly where I'm going to be all the time. Oh, big old baby, you're just a man child. Yeah. And I said some yeah. foolishness like that. That's toxic behavior. Right. And then the that would make me not want to talk or not want to express myself. Right. And you're the person exactly. that you I would come to for that. That's why. Right, because first of all, if if I did that in relationship, I have I have displayed to you that I am not safe. I am not a safe person for you to talk to, and I do not have your best interests at heart. Some people do not fight fair, and when they fight, they decide that you are the enemy, and they begin to tear you down. I want to give an example of what that might look like in a male relationship, too, same situation. You know, um, you told me, like, as a guy, um, about how you felt in your last relationship and you 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 said oh man I I think Erica's gonna break up with me I'm starting to feel nervous she's starting she's starting to you know act like she pulling pulling away and I said man I don't want to hear that crap you always whining about some 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 yeah. uh, chick some this some that I don't want to hear that man you came over here to watch the game like, shut up and eat yeah <laughs> yep. you know yep. go get you some or something right yep you know, and so I basically just dismissed your feelings like, God, you're always mm -hmm. running your mouth about some woman. Kind of right. That's kind of what it looks like on the other side. That's also um, to toxic, very dismissive. Mm -hmm. none, of the, none of that behavior is good. I want to model for you um, what good behavior um, might, might look like, okay? Um, tell me about, tell me your feelings. Tell me a story about you quick story uh okay uh well today i went out i went to go get some food i really like the food it's my favorite and i came home i turned on tv and i just sat down and uh ate my food and i watched my favorite show oh that's sweet baby that's very sweet um and, the and how was your day my day was actually uh, pretty good. I had an intense conversation um, with a gentleman. He thought that um, what he had to say was very important. Then he asked me a question. And upon asking me the question, he promptly told me to shut up. 
<laughs> oh. Yeah, and, and that was pretty. Uh, that that was pretty. That was pretty challenging uh, for me, particularly because I was a I was a guest um, on a UK show, and uh, I decided to highlight his behavior for for him, and then he decided that um, he was going to be offended. Mm. That did not, I'm sorry that happened to you, first of all. And second off, he shouldn't have reacted that way. Why, why did he feel like he was being attacked? Why did I feel like I was being attacked? Or why did he feel like he was being attacked? Why did he feel like he was being attacked? Did you say something that... Oh, he thought that I was giving the hope. Mm. He wasn't in the conversation. As a matter of fact, he was not participating initially in the conversation. And he was um, a little bit upset because it was a four person panel. Um, I was the exciting, I was the exciting new uh, guest and he felt left out. Um, there were two women on the panel and two men on the panel and the, the host who was a man, he was getting all the compliments and he was kind of, you know, handling the banter between the two women back and forth. And I think he just felt awkward and wasn't able to uh, get in, you know, get his words in. I'm sorry that happened, baby. But how did that make you feel? David's still going. Um, you know, at first I was a uh, pretty taken back but i'll tell you one thing it made me appreciate you even more i'm glad i don't have to pit up with him on a daily basis you got me feeling warm right now i don't know if you know <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's how a conversation is very honest you know mm -hmm. um reflecting back appreciation being truthful about your uh, day and talking mm -hmm. to one another respectfully. It's not right. perfect. It's just uh, loving. Yeah, right. Can I just say something? Like just listening to this conversation here, like to me, this, the conversation that you two just had, I feel like this is a healthy relationship. Why mm -hmm. do you think that when people especially like men and women, when they see something like this as an example of what a healthy relationship should be, why, do you, why would they consider this not a loving situation? Like most people would choose toxic over anything. But why do you think that is? Because he responded with love towards me because he honestly heard what I said what he could have heard was an attack towards him. He could have said this, y'all women always think, you know, <laughs> bop, 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 bop. Or I could have just came in with some foolishness. Um, baby, I came across a guy and he reminded me what you did to me uh, last week. He came in there talking over me and it was just what you did with me. That's why we get mad at y'all. All y'all men act like that. So putting someone else's negative behavior on the person you love, bad idea. So I did the exact opposite. 
I showed him appreciation for who he was and how thankful I was about his good qualities. And so a lot of times when there's frustration outside of the home, we throw that the negativity on our partner instead of appreciating them for who they are, what they uh, do, and honoring them within the relationship. We we, we choose frustration instead of um, affirmation. Mm. So it's like projecting our insecurities on someone else mm-hmm. and taking our bad day and putting it on our partner instead of trying to process it within ourselves. And then from there, we can get, we can uh, resolve it and then uh, go about our day. Exactly. And then let's pretend that you, um, you weren't negative or you weren't positive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he heard me say I had a bad day. He didn't even say anything to me right there. What do I do then? I can change the trajectory of what happens. I can complain. Yeah. Baby, you ain't even listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Or I can become passive aggressive and start an argument about nothing, you know, mm-hmm. start picking at him and d- make him yell at me, right? Mm-hmm. And now I have negative attention from him. Or I can actually do something that's going to make the relationship grow. And I can say, baby, I just need to hear how much you want me. Mm. Tell me something good, darling. Baby, you look great today. (laughs) And I hope, and I'm so sorry that you had a bad day today, but it doesn't Mm. matter because you're home now. Mm. I feel safe when I'm with you. Come here, baby. I feel safe when I'm with you. So sweet. (laughs) Right. And so... If he doesn't give me what I need, I can initiate what's naturally in him. He's my man. So he wants to take care of me. He wants to love me, but he can also have 50 gazillion other things on his mind. So I can use what's the affection that's in me to redirect his attention towards me in a positive way. You know? Mm. Also- those 50, those 50 million things, they mm-hmm. don't matter right now mm-hmm. because I'm with my girl. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't matter. I think women need to listen to this and take note. What? Some women, would, some women yeah. would not take the road that you chose. They would choose violence and say, I'm going to start an argument. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of women and men often choose the passive aggressive way to get attention and then you didn't start in the you spent the whole evening arguing and then what do you want to do you get in the bed and you bump your booty up against somebody and now you're having sex instead of communicating right you know and every time you do that you draw a wedge a wedge a wedge and what happens somebody finds themselves having a conversation on a regular basis with somebody at work or with somebody in close proximity. Mm-hmm. So now you have a physical relationship at home and an emotional relationship out in the street. And, and then it starts flipping. You mm-hmm. got an emotional and physical relationship out in the street. 
and you got chaos and discomfort at home. Those mm-hmm. things don't happen by themselves. And that's where that work husband, work wife thing comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, exactly. Exactly. So, and I'm not going to poo-poo on the work husband, work, work wife. What I am going to say is work is work. Because when you have this camaraderie of achievement with somebody, that is fabulous. Fabulous. I'm just having to receive the camaraderie in the home, building together. You know, you might be building a family, and for a long time, that that's what you're doing. But maybe you all can build your bodies together. You can do your volunteer work, um, project is whatever it is that you enjoy doing together. Be in the process of building something uh, together, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional. Never forget the delight it is to hear someone's voice with sweet words on it. If you don't have words of your own, grab yourself a book and read to your partner. Mm. Poetry worked for years for a reason. A mm. lot of babies was made off of poetry, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Grab a copy of Black Men Love if you ain't got nothing else. You yes, know, sir. Share that, right? right? Hey, there you go. Hey. There you go. Have you, have you read any lines out of Black Men Love to us? Ooh. Have you read any lines? I have not. Um, we've discussed it. I know David has really shared because David is also also a co-author in the book. Um, and so had a lot to share and talk about those things. I think I've shared some of my story. I haven't read too much just because we've been on other stuff. Um, right. but yeah, so I mean, but a lot of I mean, this goes back to David, what you were sharing, you know, a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of your chapter and what's in your story was a lot of this, you know, wanting to be able to open up and share and trust and things like that too, you know? Um, So this conversation, I didn't want to stop it. Y'all keep going. No, uh, (laughs) but I think just the strategy that's involved, you know, just hearing, you know, I think sometimes like Yindi was saying, like an outside perspective, kind of looking in like, and why we look at things and why do we choose the negative so quick, you know, and, and what that looks like, and then the snowball effect that comes from all of that. You know, um, this is a this is a very enlightening conversation. So, I, I hope that a lot of people get this and receive this. You know, um, but also at the same time, like, and I didn't talk about this in the book. I avoid confrontation at all costs. Mm-hmm. But, and at the same time, I understand why maybe having an argument is necessary mm-hmm. because if you, if I, if we never fight and the first time that we do, I really pop off. What does that say about me? Uh, like talking to you or communicating with you or saying, maybe I said something that was out of pocket that I shouldn't have said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wow. like, there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. So let's think about that. Let's think about um, saying things that are out of pocket and what does that do to the idea of a man being a woman's protector 
And then let's flip that around. Mm -hmm. What does a, a female mouth do, do to a man and his ability to trust and have security in her words? Because the last thing a man wants to, to hear is his woman talking bad about him to mm -hmm. anybody he doesn't want to hear that crap don't you think that's undermining and destroying mm -hmm. so Absolutely. if we have an argument if, if we have an argument and you call me out my name or you 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 really degrade me as a woman that is extremely dangerous by the same token what i say directly to you may not hurt you as bad is when I pick up the phone and I say, girl, this no good X, Y, bop, 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 and yeah. he bop, 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 bop. Now, you're not mad at me calling you any names, but you are mad about me tearing you down to my girlfriend. That's yes. what's going to make you mad. Mm. Mm. So you're, I'm hurt because you failed to protect me. You're hurt because I broke our security circle. Yeah. Mm. That hurts. That hurts as a man. Yeah. Yes. Does. Yeah. Yes. yes. And the sad thing is, it go. Remember that conversation we were having about ego? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really breaks our ego. Mm -hmm. So now this is the argument. This is going to be the argument. He's going to say, How you going to tell uh, Lisa what I said to you? I'm your man that's not your man get her over here to cut the dang on grass you want to tell her everything and then your woman says to you you want me to sit up here and let you say anything to me and i'm not supposed to say nothing i'm not no uh doggone man and i'm you're not gonna sit up here and say whatever you want to me and then i can't say anything back to anybody come on now that's not even right I'm not stupid. I'm not no, I'm not a robot. And you made me feel stupid. Why did you, why did you even say that to me? Mm. Everybody's stunned because who hasn't heard some version of that argument? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's back. It's it's back and forth. And there's just a lot of blame. There's a lot of blame going on. But where does the cycle stop? Okay. Where does the cycle stop? Because the guy doesn't understand she needs a place to vent. And he also doesn't understand that his words took away her ability to feel protected from him. The woman doesn't understand that he feels completely disrespected. And he feels like the circle of trust, the marriage circle or the relationship circle is broken when she sits up there and says word for word about their relationship uh, to a girlfriend, you know? That's actually, I have a very big, well, not very big, but I have a theory about how a relationship should really be just one-on-one. -on -one. Like you shouldn't let outs out, like anybody outside of this, outside of you and your partner, you shouldn't let anybody else in. I hear mm -hmm. that's and, how I yeah and like that's kind of how I felt about my last relationship and so I avoided talking about it with certain people and so I thought 
I had thought that I was doing something to protect my relationship, but in reality, I, I, I think I went about it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I started I think to talk everything about everything in balance. Okay. I think I think everything in balance. What I mean by that is I've just got done saying that I think men need to form um, circles where they can talk about their feelings and their um, relationships and their challenges and their difficulties. I just got done saying that. So obviously, I believe women should be able to do the same. What I don't think is a woman should be on the phone tearing down her 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 man and you know calling him every mf and n word in the book and then ex- and, le- and letting him hear that and expect him to be okay with it and expect the relationship to not be tarnished i guarantee you Every MF she's calling you while she's on the phone with a girlfriend, you, she says it directly, you're not listening. But she knows it's great thing your nerves yes. to hear her say it yeah. to somebody else in a mm-hmm. degrading way. And good God, don't let her be talking to another guy. Oh, mm. <laughs> come on now. Right. Don't do exactly. it. Don't right. do and it. And when I say another guy, I don't mean, you know, a friend. I'm saying her her cousin, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. her brother. Okay. Or, or right. So n- not only is she maybe doing this within the female circle, she goes direct to the man circle and uh start doing it. And that's gonna come back to you in a place that's supposed to be safe, whether it's the basketball game or yes. you know, whatever. The family function, yeah. Yeah, family function. And then what gets said said to the man, you know, y'all back there, y'all talking, y'all joining, y'all doing what men do. And somebody says to you, man, shut up. You can't even handle your woman. Mm -hmm. I ain't Lisa. You can't talk to me like I ain't Lisa. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. and so it pops pops its head Mm -hmm. out. And so... Those are just very delicate and difficult dynamics that you have to consider. You know, we talk about counseling um, in relationships, like you only get it if, if something wrong, if something's wrong. Yeah. But really, right. coaching and training to love somebody well is, is, is not a bad thing. You know, people read parenting books so that they can figure out how to do it right. And then some people just simply wing it. There are people who read relationship books so they can kind of figure out some best practices. Let's try to engage in practicing loving one another well before we start messing everything up. Mm -hmm. That would be a great idea. I definitely feel like in my spirit animal, because that's what I say all the time. I say when my next relationship, I think before there's a problem, I think I don't have a problem with going to see a counselor every now and then in the middle of the relationship before there is a problem. You know, just to have that, we can have those conversations, do those exercises just to keep the relationship good. And let's talk about the family circle. 
Okay, and let's talk about the family and friend, friend circle. Mm. Do you know, um, it is very likely that our friends are just as ill-equipped as us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Comes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, to a relationship. And so there is nothing wrong with, you know, getting training beyond that circle. And I'm using the word training versus necessarily a counseling because there's a stigma with uh, counseling. But if I said you needed to train at something, oh, you feel real good about that. Right. <laughs> One thing I think that we need to train uh, in is our picker. Don't you think so? Picking, um, picking better people because you know we pick with our our, our emotions and we yeah. pick with our attraction, mm-hmm. versus truly understanding that you know chemistry and compatibility are very very different. And um, long-term goals. And again, here we are at this adaptability uh, quotient. Because if you simply, hopefully and prayerfully, is different than the person that you're with today, does that mean that person, that means that person is growing? Who wants to be in something that's stagnant and stuck? You know, you want to let that person blossom and develop but if you're not able to have acceptance for that person and who they are as they grow and change you get you end up with big problems so we are back at aq adaptability (laughs) quotient Mm. we are right back there i like i like yeah i like what you said about training too you know it's one thing even even in my marriage i feel like we've kind of gone back to i mean pandemic kind of slowed it down but like going to different like marriage conferences and going to different marriage functions and stuff and sometimes it's not even just like you know for you know we're just seeking something i found that you know sometimes i i, I, and I was hesitant at first i ain't gonna lie um but what i found is that we started going was that like you know what it's it's perspectives like you said it's gaining information mm-hmm. you know it's retooling some of the words you always hear in training, mm-hmm. like those types of things, you know, like, um, but oh man, it's so necessary. Sometimes I, I would did not want to go, but after I went, I was like, you know, I'm glad I'm here. You know, it pulls me outside my element for a little bit. I have to step away from myself and my comfort zone for a little bit. You know, I think every relationship needs those things, you know, because sometimes like I know my boy Ryan, he always talks about blind spots, the mm-hmm. things we don't know about ourselves, the things we can't see about ourselves. You know, but it's so true. We're in a relationship and sometimes I don't know. I don't know. Or sometimes like my wife, she'll see it. But sometimes I don't want to hear from her. <laughs> so sometimes it's like we do oh, that yeah, as human. Talk about those messengers. Yeah. The messenger. You know, why is it that we cannot take strong feedback from the person who knows us the best? And we turn that person into the enemy. Yeah, I can say I, I know for me, it's 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 not even just my wife. It's my own guilt and frustration with myself. And sometimes mm. it's just it's hard for me to like, because now I mean, like, I'll know it, but I'm beating myself up in the process in real time, too. You know, mm. so I get it. And now I'm already now I'm in my feelings with myself 
And then sometimes it's almost embarrassing that like she sees that, mm-hmm. you know, like she saw my flaw. Now I'm like beating myself up and I'm embarrassed because she sees it too. And it's like, so it's a whole range of emotions with all of that. So I see how it is. Sometimes it's not even just her being my enemy. It's really her being my, my ally and my partner, but I'm in my mm-hmm. feelings about the whole situation. And now I'm projecting that back on everyone and her. Right. I think it's very, in, in a physical sense, we're not ashamed. Like if you had food on your face and as your wife, I said, honey, you have food on your face. Like you would actually expect me to tell you that, right? If yeah. I let you walk around all day long with freaking food on your face and didn't say anything, you'd actually be mad at me that I didn't say anything. Yes. In the same token, you might have food on your uh, character. You got food on your uh, problem solving ability. You got you got this mark, this this thing. And as your partner, I have to tell you this because everybody else is walking around seeing it. We, we all got yeah. those eyes, yeah. but you can't see it because it's on your face. Mm. It's a part of who you are. So you've not been able to, to, to see that, nor have you slowed down to pick that up in your reflection. So that's, let us sharpen one, one yeah. another and not be so easily uh, offended. I will say this, if I cannot take feedback from my partner, I probably have the wrong partner. Yeah. Mm. Because mm. that means that I cannot trust them with my emotional safety. Okay. Yeah. So that probably means we really need to hurry up and grow in that area because as a woman, how, I'm not saying automatically ended up in cheating, but how did all of a sudden, why is there so, so much intimacy with this other person and you don't have that intimacy with you walk across the street you'd have been out there standing in the rock position y'all know you standing in the rock position sorry about that the rock position y'all y'all been out there talking for three hours <laughs> and you had to make dinner by myself but you had a bad day and you out at the end of the driveway uh, talking to the neighbor in the rocking position you know you know yep. you stand there you rock back and forth yep. and you still talking talking for three hours or you go to the grocery store and you are talking to the man at the meat uh, counter or vice versa, vice versa with the woman, uh, the, the, the woman who cutting your hair or whatever it is, you have all of this intimate time with strangers and you're not getting that intimate time and connection at home. Um, if those things are happening, I'm not saying you're cheating. What I am saying is that's a warning sign. That's an internal warning sign that, hmm, I may, might need to go seek this intimacy, practice this intimacy when in my own household. And please don't go trying to change your partner. Change you first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's important. When you get your first warning, uh, it, don't go home and tell your partner that they need to do X, Y, Z. <laughs> don't do that. The quickest way to change somebody else is to change yourself. 
Yeah. You know? wow. it, starts with, it starts with us, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because if we are if we are always arguing, going back and forth, right? And on Tuesday, I stop arguing back and forth with you. And you're like, what? Shane, you ain't had nothing to say about that? Yeah. No, baby. I heard you. And I say something like, let's do better tomorrow. Wednesday. You ready? Pop, pop, pop. Coming in the rain. Yep. Mm. Okay, baby. I, I, I heard you. I'll work on that, honey. And then you actually see me working on it. And you like, something wrong? You okay? Yeah. Oh, baby, I'm fine. I'm fine. Did you did did you like the uh changes I made? I want you to know I put the uh, phone bill exactly where you want them. everything's exactly in that one stack. I'm gonna quit spreading everything out. I know you don't like that. You look at me. Okay. I just changed you because I changed me. Yes. I mm. quit saying stuff like, if you want the phone bill, you know, where you want it, then you got two hands, put it there yourself. Mm. You know, I you can get the mail just like I get the mail. I got the mail out and now I got to put it exactly where you, I quit all that back and forth. Yeah. I just did what you asked. See how, many, see how simple that's, you know, like. I, I changed you. And I right. want you to know this, these things are not going to ultimately, they may not stop you from getting divorced. It might not automatically put you with the right person, but it will stop some negative uh, cycles. I am nobody's guru. I just have been in enough situations and listen to enough people's habits and, and, and what's worked well and what's not worked well to uh, share what I've learned along the way. I'm just another person just like you sharing what I learned. And if you have something to teach me, trust me, I'm ready to take notes because I might need it uh, for myself. I think my weakest area is in picking the right person so you better believe <laughs> yes you better believe um that when it comes to picking i'm asking all the gurus <laughs> examine these things come on mm-hmm. come come on guys let's come to the table uh and i want to get your, your your thoughts on this where where are my blind spots and what what should i look for that i didn't uh know to look for in the past thank goodness i've learned a lot um i was so naive y'all when i got married when i was young Mm -hmm. i was so so naive i still give a lot of honor um to my ex though he he was a he was a smart beautiful uh, man he just got um overtaken by alcoholism and 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 so uh he more than struggled with that you know yeah. anytime somebody loves an inanimate an inanimate object that doesn't love them back as a person in a relationship with that other person you you end up hogtied and you can yeah. have your relationship kidnapped by that and unfortunately you know a lot of really sad things can happen 
when yeah. someone is addicted. Mm. Yeah. Really sad thing. So by no means will I ever tell someone, it, it breaks my heart when I hear ministers um, just say, stay at all costs, because I think it's a bad idea to be miserable in a relationship that is being harmful to you. But I also don't um, believe as uh, in divorce as a basic solution. Oh, you don't like them anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah. don't don't get um, don't get divorced. I believe in doing all you can as long as you can. And when you've done all you can, then you've done all you can. Yeah. You know, love is truly sacrificed. I still, um, regardless of what happened in my marriage, I still honor him. I still respect him. Uh, re respect him. Um, breaks my heart um, that we were not able to save our save our marriage. At the same time, I think it is fair for me to expect um, Lord's loyalty and fidelity in a marriage. I yeah, think that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 like, did it take you a long time to get to that point where you know where you are now and? you know, still loving and honoring, was that hard? Or did you feel any anger, resentment or anything at first? Because I know, I know that, you know, I can't, I can't speak on that. I, I'm just really, you know. I think, um, I think God worked on me a, a long time and it had, it had to be just like flat out in my face mm. that it, that there was nothing more that I could, I could do and it really was the alcohol uh this is uh just a very bold uh situation I remember his phone um when he had gotten a text and you know how the text will come up and you can read it yeah mm -hmm. and so I saw that it was um from another woman and I said honey let me see it let me see your phone and he was like no no and he was you know being real aggressive and things of that uh nature and I did I did like this I said okay I said honey but I'm having a problem trusting that I'm safe in this relationship if you won't let me see if that you're obviously hiding stuff from me he said, well, maybe you shouldn't trust me. And I said, oh, okay. Mm. Now, wow. I could have said, what do you mean I couldn't trust you? Blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to be my husband. Da, 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 da. I didn't say anything of that. I took my little pen. I wrote the time, mm. the date, what he said, Dell. I put it on the refrigerator so I would always remember what he said. Mm. I don't need you to re-explain. I got ears. I, I I got ears. And then I can't say that this is the best thing that I, that that should have been done. But when he would ask me why he couldn't have access to my body as his wife, I'd say, because I can't trust you. 
Remember, wow. yeah. this day, at this time, you said Man. that I cannot trust you. I said, the only reason why you have access to my body is because I can trust you. Mm. You said I can't. And I'm not going to argue about that. I'm just going to believe what you said. Wow. And then what there, there really was not any more argument on my part. I didn't have anything else to, you know, uh, say about it. I don't want to chase the young lady down. Y'all obviously had some stuff going on that was good to you. And <laughs> it's, it's really okay. But at, by that point, I under, honestly understood what he wanted from me. I really could not give. And it bothered him that I wasn't a drinker because... Mm-hmm. He felt alone in getting drunk. But I've never mm. been a drinker. I've never been a drinker. Yeah. I've only been drunk one time in my whole entire life. My whole life. The relate. whole entire thing. I mm. was a drunk once and I was like, oh no, this is crazy. Yeah. This hurts. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. my, mind you, I was a novice and um, it probably wouldn't be that bad now because I would not do it to the same level, but I was young. And do you all remember something called Cisco? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not familiar with that, but. Well, do you know what MD 2020 is? Not the yes, mad dog. I do. Oh, man. man. Okay. So, kind of in that run, you're high high uh, alcohol potency, high hangover potency, mm-hmm. you know, tastes real good like Kool-Aid, all right? Yeah. You don't drink a lot and you're going to throw it back up. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's the one, that, that was my experience. And I was just like, oh my God, I've since learned just by talking to people that everything is not like that. And, you know, probably I could indulge a little bit more, but it, um, it just, I just learned for it not to be my style, so to yeah. speak. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to a drink. I'll, I'll have a drink, but I'm gonna hold on to it a, a, a while. I'm gonna sip that. Yeah, see, and, you know, for that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll, I'll sip that drink, and then that's just that. That'll be what I'll do. So, consequently, I never ended up getting a drink again because, you know, I you paced yourself. I definitely uh, pace myself. My point in saying that is if you are with somebody who's throwing down gin, throwing down beers and being drunk becomes their everyday uh, attitude and then they're lonely in drinking. And I can be honest and say he viewed me being productive and continue to do stuff in the community as a frustration Mm. and these are his words not mine i'm not assuming what happened this is what he said to me clearly you know he said and so he found himself trying to undermine me being productive undermine me doing well because he just didn't like it. And that was another part of him trying to find a woman that was more like him in what he was currently doing, his kind of fun, mm. you know? Mm. 
you know, the kind of fun where you sit around, you drink, you play, you know, you 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 pay, you play cards, and you basically do nothing on any given day. That was the activity, getting drunk. It's not my style. Yeah. You know. That's yeah, yeah, and it's it's amazing, like you say that, like the compatibility in, you know, drinking and things like that. I don't, I don't know if I ever thought about it like that. Like, mm-hmm. somebody, I guess you find somebody compatible in, in, in your world and the things you want to do. Like, yeah, I can imagine how many right. times that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and enjoying, um, enjoying the habits of who you, um, enjoying the habits of who you are. Um, and even when he tried to get his alcohol, alcoholism fixed, um, he actually came back with a new habit. Mm. He left being alcoholic, he came back <laughs> smoking weird water and uh. drinking. Mm. Good guy. So it's almost like it's like a like a displacement or like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so the real the the real reality of that um, situation is that um, he was in pain about things that he wanted to achieve. And really he had a big, big fatherhood wound. Never wanted to go to training, counseling about his fatherhood wound. Never wanted um, to do it. Never wanted to fix it. Uh, would look towards his uh, brother about his fatherhood wound. And you know how his brother handled it? Drinking. Yeah. That's how his brother. Cycle. Right. Yeah. Right. And so finding, finding your camaraderie and your brotherhood and an activity that is unhealthy, you know, that's really not okay. It's really not okay. Sometimes you can fix it together and uh, sometimes you can't, you know. I personally think it is um, best to try to stay loving, you know, mm-hmm. through through it, through it all. I'm thankful that I am not uh, bitter at him. There are mm. a lot of things that um, I didn't get in life due to the um, confines of our relationships or the pattern I should say the pattern of our relationship but you'll go you'll go crazy trying to get back yesterday yeah right yeah and I wanted to say instead of seeing you and wanting to be better like seeing everything that you were doing he instead chastised you and he didn't want he didn't want to fix himself. He just saw you and he uh he criticized you because you didn't want to join him in what he was doing. You wanted to be better. Yeah. He he would try to uh destroy good things that I was working on. And I will tell you, uh, I'll tell you this. I think it was frustrating for him because he was clearly smarter than me. I'm, this man could 
read and memorize books and utter history, you know, off the back of your team. All right. Mm -hmm. Very, very in intelligent. Um, was very streetwise as well, extremely uh, streetwise. But what he chose to do with his in intelligence, um, he just really made bad choices. Uh, ultimately, it is the reason why C students are CEOs and A students work for them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hear that a lot. But I, that's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is not always in that situation. But if you, you know, as a person who really always had to put forth a lot of effort and focus to do their best, best, I was accustomed to really examining myself and seeing where I needed mm -hmm. to improve. I've always been used to that process. You know, I wasn't accustomed to just things coming uh, easy. Uh, to me, I was accustomed to working hard and figuring out and then failing and getting back up and seeing how and where I need to retool the ability to understand how and where you need to retool the ability to be self reflective and understands that, okay, I did not do as well as well as I would have liked that time, I'm going to try it again and try to do better the next time. And if I can just do 1% better, 2% better, hallelujah for 10% better, yeah. I just I just advance greatly. And if you do, if you are a C student and you do 10% better, you just turn your C student into a B student, okay? Yeah. Right. A20 is right all day. Most people yeah. only do, you know, 80 I'm sorry, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. 80-20, yeah. that rule works in so many different areas. So just imagine if you are grinding, you know, grinding and improving, showing up and failing to show out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, man, because I've, I've heard... <laughs> I kind of heard my wife say that a little bit too. Like, like things just come so natural to you, and it's like, you know, it's like I don't, I don't know what to say to that sometimes, you know. And I've seen her work so hard. Sometimes that, you know, almost feel makes me feel bad. Like, you know, in the past I would feel no. bad, like I was doing something, you know. But no, I get it now. You know, it's just like, you know, I've seen you see the person's effort. So that's why it even says to me, like, even when on the flip side, where it's like, to even to hear that he was almost like trying to bring you down and. and strip that down and almost like strip that away like all that hard work all that effort you know like mm -hmm. to undermine that like that's hard that that's you know those are those are the horrors of addiction and things like that you know like those are the things we don't talk about when we talk about addiction when we just say most people just associated to like the drug the object the alcohol or something like that but there's so many layers that come along with that, you know, or it starts there and so many things that your body and your mind start to go through as part of the root of the addiction, you know, like it is, it's, it's, it's such a hard, it's such a difficult thing, you know? Um, and that's why people are rooted to like the mental illness and things like that. But like, 
to see, and I, I don't need, you know, because that's my family history to watch addiction really begin to strip someone away, mm-hmm. you know, of those things. And then all the effect it has on everybody around them too. You know, it is truly heartbreaking. It is truly heartbreaking. Coach Love, I commend you for just, you know, still being able to just love through all of that. You know, like, so to hear that, like, it is really, it's inspiring for me to just to hear that you can still love through that. Oh, yeah. Love is the most excellent way. I will say that. Um, I want to wrap back around to uh, dealing with a person who is really naturally uh, talented, right? When you are naturally talented, um, at some at, at most things sometimes you get an ego you were just saying that uh kenneth that sometimes it's hard for you to hear from yeah. your wife that you're not doing something well yeah right so imagine if you have been naturally gifted all the time you come on i got this yeah. <laughs> oh i i got this but all of a sudden you fell in yeah you fell in you fell in and your your ego is so inflated that you can't be told what you're doing wrong. You're not coachable. Yeah. You're not coachable. And at this point, maybe the only person who sees what's actually going uh, on with you is the co- person who is right up on you. Yeah. But instead of listening, while it's just between you and her, you you bulking at that. You punching back at it. Yep. And so you're treating that person who's just trying to tell you, baby, this is going on. You're treating her like that's your enemy, you know? So you constantly pushing back. The only reason, the reason why she's the only person who sees this is because that's the only person that's right up on you like yeah. that. Yeah. Thank God nobody yeah. else sees it just yet. But then yeah. when, right. So fine. She's not getting the response she needs. She just quit. She quit saying saying something, yep. and she just let you walk, walk right on out the house with all that foolishness on your face. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's when you get the other whispers. You get the whispers at work. You get the whispers from uh, your friends. You're starting to get into confrontation. You know, here, there, and everywhere. You probably start getting a few more uh, traffic tickets than you normally would because the aggression's there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. so it's popping up in a lot of uh, places when you could have taken care of it with your partner at home. And I want to say for the record, the reason I'm saying on the man side, not because a woman. So when I picture relationships, I picture me being a woman and the other person being a man. But I want to rightly say there are women with these exact same issues and men trying to deal with the same thing. So it's not just one, uh, you know, it's not just men and it's not just women. It's really us as humans and how we try to navigate um, these uh, issues. I think it's, which is why I think it is always better to try to be affirming with your words, be gentle with your words, push, uh, fight fair, you know, yeah. be an excellent mm-hmm. um, make, make, makeup artist. Before I left my relationship, I made sure that I was good and trained up, you mm-hmm. know. I really used a, a, a lot of two tools and 
And I, I really say to God be the glory. That's probably one of the reasons why I am able to really, really, really did let God train me, even though I knew that ways that he was wrong, I, I still would bump up against that and say, okay, God, where can I be better here? Not where can he do different? Where can I be better? And then I think that's how I ended up healed versus broken. Mm. I think it's important that you speak so much about progression and improving upon yourself because like you said you could maybe you said this and uh you maybe made this person uh angry and maybe that hurt that person's gonna hold on to that and maybe in the next argument you hold back from saying something of that nature so that you don't uh create the same problem Mm -hmm. I think it's really I think that's a very important thing that we don't always remember yeah yeah like I said it's just the love the positivity yeah Yeah. and I I want to say being loving towards one another does not mean not addressing issues. It does not mean not putting, uh, put, pushing things under the rug. And it also doesn't mean that you shouldn't be honest, okay? You should be honest. You should address uh, uh, issues and you should work things through. David, darling, we yes, are ma'am. going to address our confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I want you to know, and I, I, I want you to know that I can be your friend while we listen. Sometimes you have to take on a different role. I'm so glad I remember to say this. Like if you if if you're in a relationship with David, a person like David who has a lot of trouble with com- confrontation, you might have to develop a plan that is different than you ever had in your past relationships. So if David was kind enough to say, I have trouble with confrontation and I see I have a good man who's going to do all of these other things that are on my heart's desire, in my heart's desire, but I got to figure out a way, how do I work through confrontation? Maybe I say something like, okay, David, when it is time for us to work out um, our issues, let's try some different ta- tactics. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that, you know, we sit there and we text back and forth our, 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 our words. So I'm not interrupting him while he speaks and he's not interrupting me while, while we speak. Maybe texting is not your thing. So maybe you say you have a mini TED talk and you let that person say everything they got to say. And even though they might have a fact wrong or two or whatever, you just, you, you, you listen, you say, I'm just going to be the listener uh, for these five minutes. And you get you, you know, the little timer and you hold that. And when it's done, that's when you get an opportunity to respond. And, but the response should be what you heard 
and then what you want to uh, share, share back. So part of that exchange really should be about helping the other person, helping the other person understand what you took from mm. what they, what, what they shared, what they shared. You know, the name of my show is Epic Understanding. It is epic mm. understanding yeah. for a reason because we, I lend myself to the great Stephen Covey and he said, first, seek to understand, then be understood. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that is uh, epic. I can be found very easily at coachericalove.com. That is coach E R I K A L O V E dot com. So that's how you can find me. I would love for you guys to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You'll get um, the opportunity to see me interview uh, guests from all over the world. We certainly talk about positive masculinity. But we talk about a lot of other stuff uh, as well. We talk about addiction. Um, that's one of my favorite uh, subject matters uh, to explore. We talk about what I call success exits, you know, just being 1% um, better. I had uh, Christian The Truth Jones on. That name mm-hmm. might sound familiar to you. He uh, is a, um, a, a, a young brother that became a millionaire at uh 14 years old, and he is a millionaire several times over at this point. Um, I believe he is now 16 uh, years old. He was a thousandaire, you know, back when he was nine, you know. <laughs> so there was him. I interviewed BJ Fogg. Um, that, may, that, that name might not sound extremely familiar to you, but this will. Instagram was created in his classroom at Stanford wow. University. Wow. Yes. Very BJ cool. Fogg is, yeah. Yeah. He is the writer and creator um, of uh, the book Tiny Habits. And he teaches those, those uh, classes at Stanford University. I mean, he's a best selling author, world renowned. He is uh, the leading behavioral science across the across the world so he is very well respected in and out of uh, his field um i have had some very uh neat guests i had a young lady uh on there she was on the kelly Clarkson show and that's how i found her i invited her on my program she didn't learn to read until she was 28 years old um And now she is the executive director of a reading center that helps people learn um, how to read. So I try to say this, I uh, interview um, top professionals, newsmakers, and average Joes that are having a superhero experience. So I try to keep it exciting over at Epic Understanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. Definitely need to check it out. I mean, I've been watching the videos. I subscribe and yeah, this is something for everyone, you know, and, and just as you all got a chance to hear the love, the wealth of knowledge. Oh my goodness. Coach Absolutely. Love, like, like this is one of those shows. I, I just got to sit back and just, right. just soak it in. He you said know, he's great, but I mean, 
Yeah, I wasn't lying. Yeah, I told you I wasn't lying. It's amazing. So, so no, I mean, for those watching, listening, literally, please, y'all, y'all need to check out Coach Love. Subscribe. You know, I mean, you heard a snippet here. Like, I and I really say that just I by know. talking to her on the podcast makes me mm-hmm. want to go check out the YouTube channel. I got to, I got to. <laughs> yeah, and I and I, and I really feel like Coach, we got to have you back. You know, there's I feel like we're scratching the surface of some of this stuff. There's so much more we can go and just learn. Like, like I said, this was just refreshing for me to just soak it up, learn a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so thank you. One, thank you um, so much. Yeah. Oh, 100%, 100% my pleasure. I'd love to come hang out with you guys again. You know what? I think that you guys should come hang out with me as a panelist. Um, we get into it. We get into it. I've had, um, I had a show about kingdom couples and we mm. just took uh, questions from inside the community and we answered uh, we, we answered those questions and, and and was able to breathe life into real life real life relationships. Um, I had a fabulous show about uh, suicide in the Bible because mm. um, I think I just shocked y'all to death. Mm. Um, did y'all see Kenneth's face? But yes, there was yeah. suicide. <laughs> And the Bible, y'all know Saul committed suicide, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Judas committed uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and the Bible so uh, broke down uh, those particular things. I do, my background is to be it, it is Christianity. I know that a lot of people look at things through that I but I do have relationships with all kinds of people I had one show which is so much fun for me I had an atheist a Buddhist um a Muslim and I was a Christian boy did we have an amazing uh time about it because we weren't arguing about religion we were talking through the best practices in Mm. living life so Mm. That was just uh, the fact because, and we were, we were able to come to, uh, to a, a lot of uh, life in reality, not just how, how it's supposed to be. It's not a version when they get married but babies aren't always born in wedlock and people are around and through those situations yeah so see look yeah check that out y'all i'm actually i, I need to go back and watch that one that that's actually really what i'm interested in right so, like i said there's so much there right, um, and then again don't forget don't forget we got june 18th coming up you know mm-hmm. so um i'm definitely gonna um Oh, if you get the podcast, yeah, I'm going to share the links. Please register. Um, so we'll get as many people as possible because people need to hear this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to know something? I cannot tell you what I'm most excited uh, to hear about. I can't tell you which one. 
I'm most excited to hear about because you know we're going to have something about male mentorships in there. Then yeah. Kenneth is going to come and talk about misplaced priorities. Yeah. We have Dr. Gregory Williams, and he is going to share how he was molested by his father mm. every single day from the time he was a small child all the way until he was 17 years old. He didn't get start dealing with that until he was 54 and wow. how he began to unpack that. Right. So we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about external relationships and how they look differently. So this is not relationship with women. This is man-to-man relationships and how they connect to uh, one another. We're going to talk about that. Listen, this is going to be um, a written me. We're going to talk about male grievance in the workplace. And that is so huge to me because male grievance in the workplace is sometimes ignored and it is increasing it is it it is increasing so we're going to talk uh, about that with uh tony alexander you may have heard heard of him he is the president of sgi and he is a top consultant for human uh, relations with amazon so he's a great guy i'm telling you i got some hard hitters i have the president of bo um b b o m b publishing uh coming <laughs> sugar ray ray who is our guy yeah. yes also friend we we know sugar ray very well absolutely shout to sugar ray yeah yeah so yeah yeah so it is it look the hype is going to be good thought provoking uh that's for sure i'm extremely uh excited about this and absolutely uh thankful that i get to be a part of it yeah me too <laughs> me too no but I, again i thank you for that opportunity as well um and check it out so again thank you coach love for coming on you thank know. you so much yeah yeah this was thank dope so Yep. So I know you guys got to run. I know it's getting late. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, no, you are. So to wrap this up again, you guys know where to find this community coalition show.com brought to you by the black squirrel media network, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, if you, if you're compelled to very, very stimulating thought provoking conversations, you know, check mm-hmm. it out, check out coach love, um, mm-hmm. check us out on the network and, you know, and also, Check out Black Men Love. Yeah, no, check it out. Yeah, hey. um, we're getting all positive reviews, right? Um, mm-hmm. No, I think people people really. I've gotten a lot of good feedback, and I know I'll share some of that more of that next week. But um, I, I think you know, just I just appreciate everyone just supporting, and if they're getting something out of it, I think there's so many good stories and situations and just sharing there too. So I'm not gonna gas that up too much. Y'all, y'all know where to find it. We've been talking about that all month. But right. I think in the next week, y'all, until we come back, 
just, you know, live in love. I think if nothing else, absolutely. You know, I think coach love has taught us today that, you know, just love, you know, mm-hmm. work and, and work on yourself and, and really just, I think, so let's, let's try that this week, y'all. Let's try to spread love, you know, to our loved ones, to our family members, wherever we go, our friends, you know, I think let's start there and then let's build on that. So I'm going to go ahead and end this and then hold on before, don't go y'all, but y'all know where to find us until next week. Y'all we out. Peace. Peace. Black Squirrel Media Network. Come to Black Squirrel.